Welcome to the We Are Truth podcast. This is Skyce speaking. This is a call for the abolishment by we the people of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 to return all rights and profits from the creation of money to the rightful heirs, the citizens, and the U.S. government. It is an outrage that private banks and the Fed can create our money and collect interest on it. If we, are, if we pay interest on monies created and loaned, let it be the United States of America that receives it, not some private interest. We have lost our freedom to the private banks that create money out of thin air and enslave the common man to a life of debt. If we are to be in debt, let it be to our country and not the bankers. Quote, Thomas Jefferson to John W. Epps, 1813 Massachusetts. Open quote. The states should be applied to to transfer the right of issuing circulating paper to Congress exclusively, in perpetuum, end quote. Quote, Jefferson to Albert Gallatin, 1803, Massachusetts, open quote. The Bank of the United States is one of the most deadly hostile existing against the principles and the form of our Constitution, and in an institution like this, penetrating by its branches to every part of the Union, acting by command and in phalanx, may in a critical moment upset the government. I deem no government safe which is under the vassalage of any self-constituted authorities or any other authority than that of the nation or its regular functionaries. What an obstruction could not this Bank of the United States, with all its branched banks, be in the time of war? It might, dedicate to, uh, or might dictate to us the peace we should accept or withdraw its aids. Ought we then to give further growth to an institution so powerful and so hostile? Thomas Jefferson. That's an interesting quote that we have to keep in mind. Notice how he's pointing out how basically the banks are running the show, how, the, how, how much power they have, all the cards they have. Keep this in mind as I continue discussing what is the Federal Reserve Bank and why do we have it? What is the Federal Reserve Bank, the Fed, and why do we have it? The Federal Reserve is a central bank. Central banks are supposed to implement a country's physical policies. They monitor commercial banks to ensure that they maintain sufficient assets like cash so as to remain solvent and stable. Central banks also do business such as currency exchanges and gold transactions with other central banks. In theory, a central bank should be good for a country and they might be if it wasn't for the fact that they are not owned or controlled by the government of the country they are, ser the, they are serving. Private central banks, including our Federal Reserve, operate not in the interest of the public good, but for private profit. There have been three central banks in our nation's history. The first two, while deceptive and fraudulent, pale in comparison to the scope and the size of the fraud being perpetrated currently by our current Federal Reserve system. What they have in common is an insidious practice known as fractional banking. Fractional banking, or fractional lending, is the ability to create money from nothing, lend it to the government or someone else, and charge interest to boot. The practice evolved before banks existed. Goldsmiths rented out space in their vaults to individuals and merchants for storage of their gold or silver. The goldsmiths gave these depositors a certificate that showed the amount of gold stored. These certificates were then used to conduct business. In time, the goldsmiths noticed, noticed that the gold in their vaults was rarely withdrawn. Small amounts would move in and out, but the large majority never really moved. Sensing a profit opportunity, the goldsmiths issued double receipts for the gold, in effect creating money 
quote-unquote, certificates from nothing, and then lending it, lending those certificates, quote-unquote, creating debt, to depositors and charging them interest as well. Since their certificates represented more gold than actually existed, their certificates were fractionally backed by gold. Eventually, some of these vault operations were transformed into banks and the practice of fractional banking continued. Keep in mind that the fractional banking concept as we examine our first central bank. So the first central bank of the United States, also known as BUS, was created after bitter dissent in Congress in 1791 and chartered for 20 years. A scam un not unlike the current Federal Reserve System, the BUS used its control of currency to defraud the public and establish a legal form of usury. This bank practiced fractional lending at a 10 to 1 rate. $10 of loans for each dollar they had on deposit. This misuse and abuse of their public charter continued for the entire 20 years of their existence. Public outrage over these abuses was such that the charter was not renewed and the bank ceased to exist in 1811. The War of 1812 left the country in an economic chaos. Seen by bankers as another opportunity for easy profits, they influenced the Congress to charter a second central bank. The Second Bank of the United States, now known as SBUS, or abbreviated, or abbreviated as such, in, in 1816. The SBUS was more expansive than the BUS. The SBUS sold franchises and literally doubled the number of banks in a short period of time. The country began to boom and move westward, which required more money. Excuse me. Using fractional lending at a 10 to 1 rate, the central bank and their franchises created the debt slash money for the expansion. Things boomed for a while, then the banks decided to shut off the debt-slash-money, citing the need to control inflation. This action on part of the SBUS caused, caused bankruptcies and foreclosures. The banks then took control of the assets that were used as security against the loans. So closely examine how the SBUS engineered this cycle of prosperity and depression. The central bank caused inflation by creating debt-slash-money for loans and credit and making these funds readily available. The economy boomed, then they used the inflation which they created as an excuse to shut off the loans slash credit slash money. The resulting shortage of cash caused the econo economy to falter or slow down dramatically, and large numbers of businesses and personal bankruptcies resulted. The central bank then seized the assets used as security for the loans. The wealth created by the borrowers during the boom was then transferred to the central bank during the bust. And you always wondered how the big guys ended up with all the marbles. Now, who do you think is responsible for all the ups and downs in our economy over the last 80 years? Think about the Depression of the late 20s and all throughout the late 30s. The Federal Reserve could have pumped lots of debt-slash-money into the market to stimulate the economy and get the country back on track. But did they? Examine this. No, they did, in fact, not. They restricted the money supply quite severely, which had detrimental effects, and we all know the results that occurred from that action. Why would the Fed do this? During the period asset values in stocks were at rock-bottom prices, who do you think was buying everything at $0.10 cents on the dollar? I believe that it is referred to as the consolidation of, of wealth. How many times has this been done in the last 80 years? And do you think they'll do it again? Just as an aside, just as an, just a, just as an aside at this point, look at today's market. Markets are declining? Why? Well, because the Federal Reserve has been very liberal with its debt credit money, and the market was hyperinflated. Who creates the inflation? The Federal Reserve. 
How does the Fed deal with the inflation? They restrict the debt credit money. What happens when they do that? Well, the market collapses. Several months back, after certain central banks said they would be selling large, large quantities of gold, the price of gold fell to a 25-year low of about $260 per ounce. The central banks then bought the gold after buying at the bottom, and a group of 15 central banks announced that they would be restricting the, the amount of gold released into the market for the next five years. The price of gold went up to $75 per ounce in just a few days. How many hundreds of billions of dollars did the central banks make with these two press releases? Gold is generally considered to be a hedge against more severe economic conditions. Do you think that the private banking families that own the Federal Reserve, mind you that they're private banking families, this is not a government-owned or organization, do you believe that these private banking families that own the Federal Reserve are buying or selling equities at this time? Remember the rule of a good investment. You buy low and you sell high. What better way to follow this other than restricting the prices, or not restricting the prices, but controlling the prices? So how much money do you think these, these Federal Reserve owners have made since they restricted the money supply at the top of this last current cycle? Well, Alan Greenspan has said publicly on several occasions that he thinks the market is overvalued, or words to that effect. Just a hint that he will raise interest rates, um, restrict the money supply, and the equity markets have a negative reaction. Governments and politicians do not rule the central banks. Central banks rule governments and politicians. Just look at history. President Andrew Jackson won the presidency in 1828 with a promise to end the national de debt and eliminate the S-Bus. This is the second um, federal Reserve System we're talking about here. During his second term, President Jackson withdrew all government funds from the bank and on January 8, 1835, paid off the national debt. He is the only president in history to have this distinction. The charter of the S-Bus expired in 1836. Without a central bank to manipulate the supply of money, the United States experienced unprecedented growth for 60 to 70 years. The resulting wealth was too much for bankers to endure. They had to get back in the game. So in, eight, so in 1910, Senator Nelson Aldrich, then chairman of the National Monetary Commission, in collusion with representatives of the European Central Banks, devised a plan to pressure and deceive Congress into enacting legislation that will covertly establish a private central bank. This bank would assume control over the American economy by controlling the issuance of its money, and after a huge public relations campaign engineered by the foreign central banks, the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 was slipped through Congress during the Christmas recess. With many members of Congress still absent, President Woodrow Wilson betrayed the American people and, and being pressured by his political and financial backers, signed on it December 23, 1913. You must understand that when they want to do something major like this, they wait till America has its back turned, till America is on holiday. And when I say America, I mean the United States of America. Mind you, that just recently, Obama signed the NDAA bill that Senator McCain pushed through Congress. Notice how both the left and the right side of the political spectrum are tricking us, deceiving us, and being deceptive. I recommend that you read The Creature from Jekyll Island by Edward Griffin so you understand the Federal Reserve and how it was created and by whom. 
the act created this the Federal Reserve System, a name the act meaning um, the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, a name carefully selected and designed to receive the Federal Reserve, uh, a name carefully selected and designed to, to deceive. Federal would lead one to believe that this is a government organization. Reserve would lead one to believe that the currency is being backed by gold and silver. System was used in lieu of the word bank, so that no one could conclude that a new central bank has been created. In reality, the act created a profit, a private for-profit central banking corporation owned by a cartel of private banks. Who owns the Fed? Well, the Rothschilds of London and Berlin, the Lazard brother, brothers of Paris, Israeli Moses Saif of Italy, Kuhn Lueb and Warburg of Germany, the Lehman Brothers, Goldman Sachs, the Lehman Brothers, Goldman Sachs, and the Rockefeller families of New York. Did you know that the Federal Reserve is the only for-profit corporation in America that is completely exempt from both federal and state taxes? The Federal Reserve takes in about $1 million per year tax-free. The banking families listed get all that money. Almost everyone thinks that the money they pay in taxes goes to the U.S. Treasury, and it goes to pay for the expenses of the government. You want to know where the tax dollars really go? If you really want to look on the back of any check made payable to the IRS, you'll see that it's been endorsed as Pay Any FRB Branch or Gen Deposit for Credit U.S. Treasury. This payment is of U.S. Ob. Yes, that's right. Think about it. Every dime you pay in income taxes is given to those private banking families, commonly known as the Federal Reserve Tax-Free. All of it is tax-free. You are literally, it's like giving money to a complete stranger just because that stranger's name is federal and their last name is reserve. There's nothing federal about it. There is nothing helpful about it. It's literally, there's no, there's no reason why you have to pay. There's no, there's no actual law behind why you pay the federal, uh, the federal income tax. But I'll, I digress. Anyways, so... Like many of you, I had some difficulty concept, uh, the, some difficulty with the concept of creating money from nothing. You may have heard the term monetizing the debt. This is kind of the same thing. As an example, the U.S. government wants to borrow one million dollars. The government does borrow every dollar and spends it, and they go to the Federal Reserve to borrow the money. So the Federal Reserve calls the Treasury and says, "Hey, we want ten thousand Federal Reserve notes (FRNs). In units of $100, the Treasury charges the Fed 22.3 cents for each note, for a total of $230 for 10,000 Federal Reserve notes. Are you catching this? $230 for 10,000 Federal Reserve notes. The Federal Reserve then lends $1 million to the government at face value plus interest. But to add insult to injury, the government has to create a bond for $1 million as security for the loan. Aha! So the rich get richer. This is just an example. But in reality, the Fed does not even print the money. It's just a computer entry in their accounting system. To put this on a more personal level, let's use another example. Today's banks are members of the Federal Reserve Banking System. This membership makes it legal for them to create money from nothing and lend it to you. Today's banks, like the goldsmiths of old, realize that only a small fraction of money deposited in their banks is ever withdrawn in the form of cash. Only about 3 or 4% of all that money that exists is in the form of currency. The rest of it is simply computer entry. Let's say you're approved to borrow $10,000 to do some home improvements. You know that the bank didn't actually take $10,000 from a giant pile of cash and then put it into your pile of cash. They simply went to the computer and put an entry of $10,000 into your account. 
They created, essentially, from thin air, a debt which you have to secure with an asset and pay with interest. The bank is allowed to create and lend as much debt as they want as long as they do not exceed the 10 to 1 ratio imposed by the Federal Reserve. It sort of puts a new slant on how you view your friendly bank, doesn't it? How about those loan committees that scrutinize you with a microscope, that check your credit up to 17 years back before they approve a loan they created from thin air? Think about it. They make it complex for a reason. They don't want you to understand what they're doing. People fear what they don't understand. You're easy to dilute and control when you're ignorant and afraid of what they're doing. Now to put frosting on the cake, when was the income tax created? You guessed it. 1913, the same year the Federal Reserve was created. You get a gold star. Coincidence? What are the odds? If you're going to use the Federal Reserve to create debt, who is going to pay that debt? The income, income tax was created to complete the illusion that real money has been let, lent, and therefore real money has to be repaid. Aha! So you thought Houdini was good. So what can be done? Well, my father taught me that you should always stand up for what is right, even if you have to stand up alone. If we the people don't take some action now, there may come a time when we the people are no more. When, when journalists and authors such as myself get thrown in jail, and we no longer have a voice, you might find yourself in chains one day. Believe me, you need to act now. You need to act now before our country is bankrupt, before your mother and your sister... Your mother's starving in the streets and your sister's prostituting herself on the corner. And if you think that picture's drastic, wait till you see what's coming when the, when, the, when the economy completely collapses. If you think that's crude, if you think that's perverse, wait and see. The reality may be harsher than my example. The reality may be harsher than the fiction I have just painted for you, my friend. You must, please, you must appeal to your elected representatives. They don't understand the Federal Reserve System. They don't know what's going on. They're not necessarily criminals. They just literally don't know. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution specifically says that the Congress is the only body that can coin and regulate the value thereof. This is why they're disregarding the Constitution. You must understand how much money these people have, how much power they have, and what they're doing to destroy the Constitution. The U.S. Constitution has never been amended to allow anyone other than Congress to regulate coin and currency. So ask your representative, in light of all the information I've just presented to you, how is it possible that the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and the Federal Reserve Bank that is created to be constitutional? Ask them why this private banking cartel is allowed to reap trillions of dollars in profits without paying taxes, and insist on the answer. Insist. You must ask the questions to force them to find you an answer so they learn, so they understand how we are getting screwed over. Thomas Jefferson said, quote, If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issuance of their currencies, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations will grow up around them, will be, deprived, will be depriving the people of all their prosperity, and their children will wake up homeless on the content their fathers conquered. Thomas Jefferson saw it 150 years ago. Can you see it now? The question is, can you see it now? Can you see what is in store for us if we allow the Federal Reserve to continue controlling our country? Quote, The condition upon which God hath given liberty to man is eternally vigilant. Which condition, if he breaks servitude, is at once the consequence of his crime and the punishment of his guilt? John P. Curran. 
Thank you for joining us for a We Are Truth broadcast. Skice, signing out.